the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WFIL.com. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Forecast uh, calling for a little snow still. Started to change over to rain at the station here, I think, a little bit. Temperature gradually rising, and then eventually we get to all rain. Some freezing rain in the midst uh, of that. So By tomorrow, it'll all be kind of like an ocean. 53 the high. Stuff will be melting like crazy. Flyers and Sixers have the night off. They both play tomorrow. Flyers will be at Montreal. 7 o'clock. Sixers will be home against Miami. That's tomorrow night. And Manny Machado, not a Philly, signing for the paltry sum of $300 million with the San Diego Padres. 10-year contract. So with the weather being what it is, I know a lot of people's schedules are kind of out of whack. Uh... Some businesses are closed, a lot of schools are closed, especially the timing of things. There's kind of an unsure thing whether, uh, you know, you can get the workday in, you're going to send people home after they get there two hours later, that kind of deal. So I know today is a bit of an irregular day for some folks. And today I thought, well, as long as we're kind of pausing, and especially if you consider Monday being the holiday, it's kind of like when's next monday come around i can really just get going it's kind of hard to jumpstart things midweek when thursday feels like saturday or tuesday so that said i thought you know let's just hang out and uh and and pause as long as we're doing that and give you a sample of some of the things that have happened on this program since last september if you are new to the station or maybe new to the program i'll give you a quick overview and then i want to play a number of clips for you to give you an idea of Lord willing, where this program will be going, you know, where it has been, where, where it will continue to go. Uh, I'm a believer. I love the Lord a lot. And I hope that this radio uh, show reflects that. And by, by that, I mean uh, my life off the radio is not just uh, spent time just at church or just with Christians. Sometimes I have folks in my life, believe it or not, that aren't believers and they don't agree with me and they don't read the Bible. They don't believe it's true. And uh, I'm sure you know what that's like, and that's all right. That's what the world has, and that's that's part of the deal. Uh, John 3.16, I mentioned on the show a lot. It's very basic. It's the maybe the hall of famous of all the Bible verses there are. If for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And so that would apply to anybody listening. On a side note, they often say in the radio world that radio is a very private medium. You can listen in in the privacy of your car, your home. And when it comes to things of the Lord, you could consider them, uh, you know, in the comfort of just knowing that you have a chance to process at your own speed. You might not necessarily go to church right away where you feel like people might be watching you or you don't know how to speak the language or the lingo. So... uh, we are aware, and this is not just true of WFIL, but this is true of, of Christian radio in general, that research has shown that a high percentage of folks who listen are or, you know, seekers, or they're just kind of considering. So I have that in mind, in my heart, in my mind. Of course, there's a time and a place for everything. We wouldn't have just anybody on at any time to say anything, but part of what this program is about is, is building bridges with people, and uh, just like Jesus did for us. And uh, hopefully— Along the way and over time, maybe that will be proved to to spur some people to consider him. But that said, we know a lot of folks who listen are believers, so we definitely want to speak to that and want to address that. So the types of guests we have similarly range. We'll have uh, folks you've heard of, a well-known, famous movies or TV or music, uh, all authors, whatever. 
There may be people you've never heard of before, but again, in God's eyes, I think another passage that means a lot to me in, in James chapter 2 talks about not showing favoritism. Somebody has a lot of money or stature, don't show them more favor uh, or, or attention, especially if they come into your meeting, as it says in James 2, and then tell somebody who doesn't have much money or stature to, hey, why don't you sit on the floor by my feet? Uh, that's a, that's a, It says you're discriminating amongst yourselves and you have evil thoughts when you're doing that. So don't want to do that. Uh, so we definitely want the program to be a cross-section of guests from different walks of life, all united under that umbrella of John 3.16, that anybody listening to my voice, anybody walking the planet, really, that verse applies to you, whether you know it or not. Isn't it something God's word is not tied to whether someone believes it or not? It's true. It's just true. And, I, and again, I'm, I feel free to say that because I don't, I'm nobody's judge. So I don't really have to... I. I I just would want to point people to that or ask them to consider it, but I don't feel like I have to set somebody straight and, uh, and to the sense that they have to agree with me. And uh, I have a lot of friends who don't agree with me, but that's all right. In fact, a couple of them are going to be on the show in the near future. So uh, anyhow, that said, uh, it's kind of fun when you think of it this way, that God's made each of us differently and we have different gifts and different abilities. And um, I like learning too. So sometimes I might just have a guest on because I'm going to learn something from them. We hope the program, uh, as it is, will be a blessing to you, first and foremost by pointing you to Christ. We also hope it will be a help to you in other ways. It could be just helping you laugh on a day that you're having a hard day. It might be something that you learn as as information. It helps you make your life better. But um, that's kind of the framework for the program. So what we're doing today, we're going to, Just take a short break. When we come back, we will start to jump into clips. That might be a minute long or three or four minutes, just to give you a nice cross-section since we began this program back in September. I really feel like God is blessing it, and we ask your prayers for it, too, as it continues to grow, that it would be for His glory. And uh, so let's take a short break. We do have some fun winter-type music. I say winter not because I'm afraid of Christmas, but because I do think it's weird to play a Christmas song specifically in February, but I love the uh, idea of winter extending as long as there's that cold weather, that snow like we've had today. So that's what we're doing today. All right. We'll be back in a second. Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com. It's Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. As we take a little bit of a look back over the past six or so months, we've been doing the program from the world of sports. Someone who has graced our program a number of times, who also happens to be a believer and speaks to usually sports and his faith at the same time or you know within the same interview. Gary G. Cobb, and uh, this was from a, a chat we had in October, asked him, because he played for the Eagles, and he played for the Cowboys and, and with, with the Lions organization. And, you know, what's it like, though, when you're a professional athlete, and what was it like for him when that ended? Well, you know, def- it definitely was a challenge because, uh, you know, I had uh, grown up, I had always dreamed of being a professional athlete. You know, I, 
that was my dream. That was my goal. And once I had you know, achieved that, and then there's a you know community, of course, of the NFL, and you just get so used to it. You're eating, sleeping, living football uh, because you have to train, watch what you eat. You know, you're, you're working out all the time. And uh, it's a big part of your life. And once that, that's no longer there, it, it forces you to make changes and, uh, you know, uh, have a relationship with the Lord. Of course, you can't say enough about the importance where um, maybe that's gone, but you have something that is eternal, that you have a relationship that is going to always be there for you. And uh, you're able to get guidance about, you know, what is the next chapter, uh, because the Lord give you guidance in that area, and uh, being able to, you know, rely on him for that, and, you know, of course, having some good brothers and sisters that will help you along the way, give you the encouragement, because, you know, seeing your career end is, um, you know, it can be a downer, and some guys get into depressions about it, so so uh, that, was, that was a challenge, but one thing happened was I kind of the Lord kind of guided me into, you know, working on the radio. Yeah. I started doing sports talk, and I kind of drifted into it. And, you know, I always was a talker, so <laughs> it wasn't that hard. And, uh, you know, I, I, I took a couple classes over at Temple, you know, to um, learn more and more about, you know, the you know sports broadcasting. And um, before you knew it, boom, I had, uh, you know, had a career and, Thank God, you know, it's lasted for quite a while, and things are still going well, and I'm thankful for that. But uh, at first, believe me, I was I was very shaky in, in trying to decide what was going to be next and what, 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 uh, what are the things that lie ahead for me uh, after football. Do you, do you, along with that, have has it been a struggle at all during those years, whether it's football or radio years, uh, just as far as keeping uh, your identity at an arm's length from what you do? Or is it hard to not, to separate this? Because whether it's even the end of a career, it could just be something that someone really has done for a long time, and it becomes part of them to the point where maybe, you know, if it gets threatened in any way, it could be really hard and you, you know, a tough spot. To well, be. you know, the, the good thing about it, you know, it's it's, um, it's one of the good parts about whether it's you know uh, playing in NFL, you see guys leaving all the time. So you know, in fact, they would always joke. NFL stood for not for long. Yeah, <laughs> and and because you know it it was it's fleeting. It's fleeting. You know, um, you know the sports media isn't as much so. But yet, you know, things happen there where uh, guys get fired, people get fired, and you know, companies fold. Different things happen. So you know, having having um, you know the faith in the Lord and knowing that you know He's always going to be there. Uh, people come, people go, jobs come, jobs go, careers come, careers go, you know, but the Lord is always going to be there. And that's the confidence, you know, that gives you some peace and so you can sleep well at night. That's Gary G. Cobb, uh, former Eagle and Dallas Cowboy, Detroit Lion, longtime broadcaster, man of God, too. Always enjoy talking with him, and I'm sure we'll have him on again before long. Another guest that we had on the program, this was back, I think it was in December, so this is a little short clip. Chevelle Shepard from the world of uh, entertainment and TV. She was actually the winner of season 15 of The Voice. And uh, when she won that, she actually picked it was Kelly Clarkson to be her coach after she won. A lot of folks thought that being from a country background, she would uh, prefer Blake Shelton. So we just asked her about that and a couple other quick questions. Yeah, I was on stage whenever I was making my decision. Because yeah. I was like, any of the coaches would be good to have. Sure. And um, something was inside was like, go with Kelly. So I did. Chat with Chevelle Shepard, the uh, winner of season 15 of The Voice this week. Uh, I read a quote of yours somewhere. You mentioned God has a plan for everything. And it was really cool just to get the whole experience to work with Kelly. Uh, we're happy to be a Christian station here in Philly. And it's always neat to hear when a person like yourself has a perspective that involves giving God credit. Or did you get that growing up at home or church or where did it come from? Oh, yeah. Um, we go to church and um, I, I believe in God. We pray every, every meal. Yeah, I, just, I truly believe that. You have to have faith. And um, no matter what, God, God always has, has a plan, no matter what it is. Yeah, that's very good. My wife is a missionary kid from the Netherlands in Europe to Brazil. We have five kids ages 8 to 20 and 
have all enjoyed cuisine from those cultures. Uh, being from New Mexico, or, do you have any special dishes you'll be enjoying coming up at Christmas time? Green chili chicken enchiladas. Those are my favorite, and green chili in New Mexico is so good. That's Chevelle Shepard, a winner of season 15 of The Voice. We had her back on in December. Just a little piece of that. Remember, the podcast of all these programs available at WFIL.com. So help yourself to that. We're going to take a short break. We'll come back at you with more clips from more folks that we've had the privilege of having on the program. Looking ahead, just so you know, we're excited, among other things, to have Danielle from Out of Eden, longtime uh, Christian music R&B group. There, and we're going to be uh, being Black History Month. We're going to chat with her about that some. It looks like that's going to be early next week. We also are looking forward to having Dion Warwick on the program. She has a new album coming out in the next uh, couple of months. And, I mean, she's got a long and storied career. We'll talk with her. And these are all artists that we're looking forward to in the music world. Sarah Groves, who's been on our program before, too, has a beautiful song out now called Jesus See the Traveler with her daughter, Ruby, who's 10. And we're just trying to coordinate schedules. She was going to be on one day recently, but she had to make 40 sandwiches for her kids' uh, school play or something. So I was like, not a good day. We'll check in sometime soon. So those are just a few of the guests we're looking forward to having. More coming up. It's Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Oh, yeah. Hey, if it's snowing, we're allowed. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Someone should come with a let it freezing rain, let it freezing rain, let it freezing rain. Doesn't really have the same ring, does it? But you could. Let it rain, let it rain, let it rain. That's what's coming as the temperature goes up. I always find that weird when the temperature goes up at night, but what do I know? So... If you're just joining us, uh, Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Over the past six months since we've been doing this program, we've had a lovely set of guests coming on. We also have a lot of folks call in just to win stuff and chat, so that's been good, and we're hoping to have more of that. But uh, it's not just a, in our last segment, we played a couple of higher-profile folks. It's not just people that we have on the program who have a name or who, ha- who have a, a big thing going that you would you'd know about. They're not on TV, all of them. Uh, I had a guest on last month who is a, a DJ in the area, and it's interesting. God got a hold of him about seven, eight, nine years ago, and part of what he does is a ministry in the city. So I uh, just had him on to talk about that. Even while he's on his way to or from a DJ gig, his name is John Kelly. Sure. Um, Philadelphia in, in specifically. Um, yeah. It started with one person, a uh, man by the name of James uh, over by 30th Street Station. That's my commute to work when it comes to DJ shifts and such. Yeah. Um, one turned into two, turned into four, turned into weekly Tuesday night prayer gatherings with people that are addicted to drugs, mm-hmm. people that have served time, uh, people that have killed other people. Um, there's a lot of stories out there, and I'll tell you that the Lord can make an impact on all those people, and it has multiplied um, over and over, and that first guy was James. Way. You said James. And yeah, how, how did you meet him? him? In a while. How did you meet him initially? 
I was leaving work. I think it actually started just seeing him on a steady basis, standing by 30th Street Station. Okay. And I hope I get my, my events correct. <laughs> That's fine. Um, the first encounter I had with him, I drove past him, I believe. Okay. Um, and just gave him a $20 bill, and he just looked at me in the middle of the night. It was probably after a 2 a.m. shift. And he just looked at me, and he said, God bless your heart. And out of his shirt pocket, he pulled out a picture of Jesus that mm. he had. Wow. And that got the ball rolling. My wife, actually, she and I on an occasion gave out cheesesteaks to him, and it led to more people gathering around in it somehow through the Lord. And that led to prayer meetings, uh, praying for healing, knowing full well these people, most of them were very addicted to drugs, but the Lord can have an impact regardless of those drugs. So that's uh, John Kelly is his name. He does not have a website. He's not a 501c3. He's just serving God. And one reason I loved having him on is because there are lots of people listening who fit that description. You are serving God and you should be encouraged to serve God wherever you are. It might be only one person you have a chance to talk to or cheer up. You could be a student and you're just being a blessing to somebody who doesn't have a friend in your class, maybe on a college campus, maybe in, in your home. Maybe you don't get have a chance to get out much. Maybe you can't get out at all. There are people who don't have that ability. They're not mobile. You can, uh, and, and you know, you can pray. My, my great-grandmother did not speak English, and she was known, our family came from Greece and from Turkey, and she was a prayer. And when our family looks back and is honest with itself, we look back and say a reason why our family, we believe, have a lot of folks who love the Lord is just because our great-grandmother was a praying person. You'd find her, if you walked in in the room, chances are she was in the corner in her chair praying or reading the Bible. So be encouraged to faithfully serve him wherever you are and whatever you're doing. And that's why I'm glad we had John on the program. We hope to have many more folks like that on the program in the days to come. Uh, One of the reasons we have a program here in the first place is because of uh, folks who are helping support the program, like Dave Peterson over at Briner Chevrolet. He has graciously uh, hooked us up with some uh, support to provide gift cards we've been doing lately for Wawa, for Dunkin', just enough for you know, a few coffees for everybody as we make winners pretty much every day with that. And uh, Dave, I've known for a long time, and one reason, he actually checks a number of boxes. We love to have as many local folks on as we can, like John there. Uh, so Dave has been local for many years. He loves God, and he's got a lot of insight. He's been in the auto business for many, many years. So this is just a piece of our chat that we had uh, a couple of months back with Dave Peterson at Briner Chevrolet. Hello, sir. Hotline. That's us. All right, buddy boy. Am I on speakerphone? Yeah, you want to be on speaker or not? No. Why am I on speakerphone? I thought we were friends. You don't want speaker. <laughs> no, it's easier to hear you, you know, not speaker. Like this. like this, right? Yeah, I think. Okay. So the world-famous Dave Peterson joins our program under the guise of Experts Series. And you're an expert because you've been doing this for a long time. Pretty long. How many years? Well, I started fixing cars at my grandfather's dealership, in, which is Briner, in probably 1968. So it's a long time. So just to say, that was the year I was born. <laughs> but I look younger than you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. What's that all about? Yeah, I, I'm, well, five children. That'll... <laughs> Well, yep. you have plenty of children, too. But, uh, yeah, we do. So 50 years in the business, and yep. uh, the, the Briner Chevrolet on the fairway in Jenkintown, how many yep. locations? It was basically 611 and 73 for a lot of years also. Yeah, for 50-some years. And okay. then we moved here about 10 years ago. Okay. So, so uh, but the dealership. The old Web Cadillac. What's that? The old Web Cadillac store, if anybody remembers that. Yeah. So... So the dealership, though, has been in the family for... 1928. Man. Wow. That's a long time. That's really, a long time. Really Way deep roots. Me. Yeah, 90 years. BrinerChevy.com. I'm just throwing this out there so people can know, that have a little context. B-R-Y-N-E-R Chevy.com. We've talked over the years. Um, and one time, I remember, and the reason I wanted to have you on today was to just get a little knowledge from you, since you have been around the block with this for many years. Um, something about gasolines not mm-hmm. all being yep. the same, because people have plenty of options now, right? They can get get their coffee and their gasoline in the same spot, for example. Well, you're exactly right. 
you're exactly right. Yeah, and gasoline is not all the same. Back probably 10, 12 years ago, the car manufacturers are starting to have trouble with their engines, drivability stuff, all, all kinds of stuff. And, and they, they um, went to the uh, Petroleum Institute and, you know, the manufacturers of the gasoline and said, there is not enough detergent in the gasolines you guys are making. And with the new technologies and, the, and the, you know, the multiple fuel-injected engines and all, it's just what the old-type gasolines just weren't hacking it. So they came up with, with um, the term is top-tier detergent gas. Most people wouldn't know. Most people wouldn't know one way or the other whether that's what they're getting or not. But you can find out. Just go to toptiergas.com, and you can see if, if what you're buying is, is on that list. The um, most mo- uh, manufacturers nowadays, if you look in your owner's manual, folks, in the in the glove box, and go to the gasoline section, will tell you to use top tier gas. Audi, BMW, Chrysler, Ford, GM, Honda, Mercedes. Toyota, Volkswagen, all of them prescribe top-tier gas, and it makes a difference over over a period of time in the engine. You'll fail emission tests, drivability problems, you know, stuttering, stalling. So a big one we had go back about six, seven years ago, cars were coming in with check engine lights on, and it was all because of the gasoline, believe it or not, all because of the gasoline. If you were buying the right type of manufacturer's fuel at the time, didn't even know it, you probably never had a problem, but... But it is huge. It's very, very important. I, if you want, Timmy, I'll just give you a couple of the manufacturers now that I can tell you which sure. ones are top tier. Sure. And there's a list. If you go on the website, it's all, there's a list there. Some of the local ones that I, you know, you see driving around here: Exxon, Quick Trip, Mobil. Uh, what else we got? Arco, Chevron, Costco Wholesale. Right. Wow. There's there's other big box. Stores selling gas, right? Yeah, I know Sam's Club Costco does. Costco's the only, I'm not going to mention any names. It's the, yeah. But Co- Costco <laughs> is the only one that's top tier, folks. So just remember that. Shell, Sunoco, Texaco. And there's some other, when you and I were talking before before we went on the air, yeah. there's some other um, coffee and get your coffee and gas at the same place type stores. Yeah. Right? Is that generally a bad idea? Well, I don't see any of them. I don't see any of them on the top tier list. Ooh! Okay. And now, just about, and for those tuning in, we're chatting with Dave Peterson, Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown on the fairway there. Uh, the whole thing about gasoline—all gasolines are not created equal. Uh, the the reason why the top tier concept was kind of put out there was because the car manufacturers were getting tired of hearing about all the problems, and they're realizing, hey, we made a good product. But it's, it's what people are yep. putting into their cars that's messing, causing some yep. trouble. It, it creates gummed-up fuel injectors, a lot of carbon buildup on intake valves, combustion chambers, which, which translates to drivability problems, uh, polluting the air more, misfiring and stuff like that. So it was really the manufacturers that, that spearheaded the thing yeah. to get way more detergent in these fuels. And okay. the ones I just mentioned all yeah. have that, and it make, it does make a difference. And so now, and just to clarify, you're not just saying the difference between 87, 89, and 93. You're talking about what probably at each of those levels there is such a thing as the top-tier version and then the, the lower grade or, or... Yep. Okay. Excellent point. You're exactly right. It doesn't matter on the octane rating. It's the manufacturer that puts the additives or the, the gas producer that puts the additives in the fuel. Huh. Whether it's where it's whether it's low test, high test, or anything in between. Okay, and what was that site again that people could check that you know against top, Okay, it's one word, top tier gas dot com. Okay, and T I E R. Top tier gas dot I E R. Yep. I'm gonna look that up. That's good to know. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's interesting to read too. Is a practical application even something for the average consumer besides the general you know, problems they may prevent for their cars? Would it also involve potentially better gas mileage or is there other Well let me just say this. You're right. If 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 you're in process of carboning up your combustion chambers, intake valves, all that, absolutely it's going to cut your fuel mileage back. So if you start to get your car back on a diet of, of top-tier gas, they'll slowly clean it up. Hmm. So Okay, so it's not something you'd have to go get your engine, or, or is that a procedure, like if you actually went? There is a procedure. If it gets, if it get, when it got bad enough 10 years ago when we were emission testing cars and all, we have a way to decarbonize the engine. I mean, there's chemicals we can, you know, it's almost like a... A uh, intensive treatment of, of chemicals that we do here at the shop. Okay. Clean combustion chambers, injectors, and all. But, but the best thing is just put the right gas in. That's interesting. That's very good. Well, yeah, see, that, yeah. that, that's why we want to have you on the show. We're learning and hopefully helping yeah, people as they yeah, listen yeah, in. Yeah. And I love this stuff. You know, I'm, I'm from the 
technical background, so I just I just enjoy it. I, I enjoy helping people too. So yeah, yeah, we do too. We we enjoy having you on. It's it's a pleasure. Dave Peterson, Brian Chevrolet in uh, Jenkintown. Thanks for taking time. All right, Timmy. Dave, and you we'll, got her. we'll catch up with you again. All right. All right. God Thanks, bless pal. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Dave Peterson on our program. And, uh, yeah, we had him on a while back and uh, one of the many guests we've had the privilege of having on the show. So you're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. It's 434. Uh, as long as we're talking about that, we do tend to give away gift cards courtesy of Briner. So if you want to win one right now, give me a holler, 800-560-WFIL, 560 Nine three four five. You can choose uh, from Duncan or Wawa and get yourself some coffee or a snack and soda or whatever you want to do. We'll take a random caller right now to grab that uh, forecast. Calling for clouds for the next uh, twenty four hours or so. Maybe some sunshine by tomorrow afternoon. But in the meantime, uh, we're getting the uh, the snow turn, changing over to freezing rain and then rain. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, temperatures gradually rising overnight, and along with that, that's when the, the changeover to rain happens. Fifty. Three, the high for tomorrow. Flyers at Montreal tomorrow night at 7. Sixers also off tonight. They play tomorrow, too. They'll be home against Miami at 7. Manny Machado signing with the Padres, one of the two big free agents the Phillies were hoping to get, although they did get several good free agents in the offseason, including Andrew McCutcheon for the outfield and uh, Gene Segura and uh, JT Realmuto behind the plate. And so they're looking pretty good, and Bryce Harper's still lurking out there. Will they get him? Perhaps had a chance to go down to the ballpark, Citizens Bank Park, a week or two ago when uh, manager Gabe Kapler was there with some of the players just chatting with the media, and uh, he was talking, among other things, about the uh, 2018 season as we head into 2019. We won 80 games, right? And so we spent a good portion of the summer in first place. We had a significant increase, uh, 14 games from 2017. And I think there are some things to take away from that that suggest we were successful. At the same time, 80 games doesn't get you to the postseason. And... um, Let's just say rather than expectations, our drive, our focus, our carrot is getting to the postseason. And I think we are a much improved club already. I think we're going to continue to make improvements. I think the guys who got better from 2017 to 2018 will also take steps forward from 2018 to 2019. And that creates more wins. We, we talked about last year and why we weren't successful down the stretch. Sometimes experience and having been there through the grind of August, through the the really difficult parts of the first part of September, just having been there one time and experienced it as a group leads to better outcomes the next time. You can't put a price tag on that experience. We were the youngest roster in baseball for a good portion of 2018 and by a significant margin. And that youth has gained a great deal of experience. That experience plays well for 2019. It's Phillies manager Gabe Kapler. We had a chance to chat with at the ballpark a couple weeks back. Of course, now they're far from the snow we're experiencing in Clearwater. With the full squad doing workouts and getting ready for the season, which will be here before you know it. Short break. We'll continue our uh, retrospective, if you will, just looking back over the past six months. Today's kind of a weird day. Some businesses have closed, schools closed and all that. So I thought, you know what's a good day? Just pause and uh, and think about some of the guests we've had and give you a cross-section of those so you have an idea of what you're uh, in for, perhaps, when you listen to this show. And you can also catch the podcast of these programs at WFIL.com. Feel free to share the word and uh, spread the word with other people. They can become aware of the program, too. Back in just a second on WFIL.
It's 441 AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in today. We're taking a little bit of a retrospective and thinking through and playing through some of the shows that have happened since September when we began the program. And uh, one of the guests that we had, Phil and Miss Kay Robertson from Duck, uh, Duck Dynasty. Something I need to tell you, the show is a lot of fun to do. It's a lot of work, as you might have mentioned. Um, the truth is, I almost never really know who's going to be on the show till maybe an hour or two before, believe it or not. Sometimes we know, uh, have a day's notice or something, or we have uh, something agreed upon. But um, oftentimes, I'm not completely sure what's going to happen. Here's a perfect example. Phil and Miss Kay from Duck Dynasty, I was in touch with their folks. Uh, my brother actually did some writing for them. And so he hooked me up with the person in their camp to get in touch with. And I just said, hey, how about Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday next week? And we hadn't confirmed. And all of a sudden, I'm on the air with another guest, and I'm getting a call from Duck Dynasty. I'm like, uh, what? It, the, my cell phone actually said Duck Commander LLC. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. We didn't confirm this. So fortunately, the previous interview was wrapping up. It was a very good interview. Uh, we, I mean, we were enjoying a, our previous guest there, but... Like I just, I'm glad this came when it did. I, you know, I don't want to. The, the timing of it was just kind of, uh, you know, you got to think on the fly. So anyhow, we I, I had fortunately written out some questions ahead of time to be prepared, but I really wasn't all the way prepared the way I wanted to be. That said, God blessed it anyway. And God, I, I want to say that because God gets all the credit. He really keeps providing. There are days, literally. In fact, uh, our hardest working producer in uh, Philadelphia radio, between four and five, Joe Harnett, he'll tell you. Uh, it was a week or two ago, he he walked into my office at 3.30 and he said, so what do we got today? And I said, Joe, literally nothing. Like, I don't know. And then I looked at my phone and that's the day that John Smoltz, the Hall of Fame baseball pitcher, he texted me, he said, today's a good day. <laughs> like literally, door, Joe is standing in my doorway. I had just said, we don't have anybody. And then John Smoltz texted me back. I've been chasing him for three months. So that's what God does all the time. He provides what we need just in time. I would like a little more notice occasionally, I must admit. So that said, uh, I asked Phil Robertson from uh, Duck Dynasty, this is just before Christmas, if there's any passage of Scripture he felt, uh, you know, might be good for folks to get their noses into. Well, a good chapter that everyone on, or, or your listeners are to read, and uh, the book is Romans, Romans chapter 12, and it starts out, the opening line is, in view of God's mercy... Offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, which is your spiritual act of worship. So we try to instill in people, it's not so much, part of it is going to church, as they say, but really we should be people who are quick to forgive others, not condemn others, love our neighbors, and help out and reach out for the ones who are downtrodden and poor and point all of them to Jesus. Listen, if you had seen since Duck Dynasty the number of people who have come down on the side of this river down here all the way, and some of them we marry them, and then we take them down to the river and baptize them at the same time, but there's been a mighty throng, and it looks like John the Baptist 2,000 years ago because we, we just take them to the river and we baptize them in the river when... Tell them the good news of Jesus. Have a big feed and send them on their way. They just keep coming. It's a it's a beautiful thing. That's Phil Robertson from Duck Dynasty. Also talked to him and his wife Miss Kay about uh, what it's like. Uh, you know, as far as how, how do we get our country back on track a little bit? I just don't think the fix for America is a political one or an economic one. Really, I think America's fix is in fact spiritual. Mm. So I'm going to camp. I'm going to camp out right there. But Phil, Phil does come in the kitchen. We do things in the kitchen sometimes as a family, you know, cooking together and showing how that if you do things together and, uh, you know, because God wants the marriages to last. He doesn't want half of them to end up in divorce like they're doing now. So, I mean, I, and you ought to see me watching football with Phil. I mean, I'm a bigger fan than him. Well, about the same, I guess. But, you know, we do all these things. Now, I don't hunt with him, but I always ask him how many he got. I always talk to him about the hunt, talk to him about, you know, all the kind of things he does in the woods and all that. I mean, there's just so much that you can learn from this um, 
you know, just with two people who have lived together for over 50 years, mm. you know, what we did wrong, what we did right, and especially that we're having fun and we're old. So, you know, you don't have to be just boring when you get old. I love a woman that when you come back from hunting, we get out over there in the duck blind, and when we come back, and Miss Kay comes to the door, and she hollers out, did y'all get them? And I said, yeah, we got them. <laughs> <laughs> you got a good woman when, they, when they're interested in whether you got them or not. Yeah. Y'all get them. Yeah, we got them. Phil and Miss Kay Robertson from Duck Dynasty on the program. Switching gears right about that time in a different uh, realm. We had musicians Keith and Kristen Getty. They're known for their modern hymn uh, writing and from uh, Ireland. They were in New York doing a huge concert there and uh, played a song of theirs, In Christ Alone. That's one of many songs folks will know by then. Their songs are sung by millions around the world each year. And so we just talked to them for a couple of minutes, Keith and Kristen Getty. That's uh, Keith and Kristen Getty and In Christ Alone. And we are privileged to have Keith and – are you both together at this point? Hey, guys. My wife's actually in the car beside me, but I'm on my phone. <laughs> We're heading out on our annual date in New York City. We play Carnegie Hall tomorrow night, and we are going out to our favorite French restaurant. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. So you've done this before. Yeah, our girls are with the nannies and their friends at the Brooklyn Diner, which is right beside our hotel. They're having a load of fun there, so it's great. That's fantastic. Well, thanks for making time to be available. And this, we're actually winding down the show in the next four or five minutes, and this is perfect to catch you. We don't want to take you away from date night. Those are important to have. You've been to Carnegie Hall before, right? So this is not the first time you've been there, but tell us what the show is going to be like. What's in store for folks who come? Well, this is year five of Irish Christmas, and uh, so it, it, it's, it, it's the one I'm most excited about. It's a uh, the first half, we were really we, we in the first half of the show. It's all about the old way that carols came about in Ireland: three dances, three instrumental music, three performers, three street performers in the villages, and going around door to door. And so that that's represented by John Patitucci and a number of jazz musicians from New York. who are guesting with us, Andrew Nemer, uh, the Lebanese tap dancer, uh, who is a who of course you can see in the TED talks, but also a pastor here in New York. And then probably the most exciting thing for your audience will be. It's the 200th anniversary of the hymn Silent Night. And it's the first hymn in recorded memory that used what we would call a modern guitar, kind of beyond lutes and, and lyres and all those kind of things. It actually used a guitar because the church that Christmas, the pipe organ broke down and the whole town were so sad that they weren't going to get to sing that someone brought their guitar in and they performed Silent Night. And so we've flown Phil Keggy in for the 200th anniversary. He's written a new piece inspired by Silent Night and then he's going to accompany over 3,000 people in that hall singing Silent Night in harmony. Oh, it's tomorrow night. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the second half, we're going to do lessons and carols. We read through the Christmas story. And Chris will be reading that through with our, with our good friend Tim Keller, who will do a little, do a little homily near the end, a little seven-minute homily near the end. And we get to sing some of our favorite carols. In fact, really all of my favorite carols at the top of our voices. So it's going to be a wonderful night. There's less than 100 tickets left. There'll be a big choir on stage as well. And uh, it's just a, it's just, it's just a really wonderful night to celebrate, celebrate the Christmas story. That's fantastic. Chatting with Keith Getty, you know, Tim Keller. Small side note: he was actually one of the pastors at my church many years ago before he went to New York. So, no, nope. he's a Pennsylvania boy. Yes, yes, he was at New Life Church over in uh, Glenside, Abington area, and uh, yeah, <laughs> now up in New York and all that. So that's fantastic. Well, my wife and I want to come, so maybe we'll see you there tomorrow night. Uh, yeah. And, and, and uh, can you paint another little picture? Just uh, you know, you've been doing music since you were a kid, right? So this is the, you, you mentioned the number two hundred for Silent Night. You yourself, I think, have been connected to a couple hundred projects over the years, all sorts of things like that. Uh, if you had uh, just a word to share with people about the, the power of music, just because you've, you've experienced so many different kinds, uh, families that are listening, the investment it is to to do that. What would you share with people to help encourage them along those lines? Oh, well, music is one of the greatest gifts that this earth has been given. I mean, you just have to see the power of them in Christmas carols, you know. If you think even of Silent Night, you know, 200 years, and you think you think of how, how, how that song is like a lullaby, how it is almost cathartic, and how it soothes people, it gives people a sense of peace, and what is the most rushed and, and often emotional, and for some even lonely times of the year. And so they get to sing Silent Night, and they get to sing this beautiful melody, they get to sing this beautiful poetry, and of course they get to sing it in harmony as well. So it's just every night I get to watch people sing these carols, you know, I, and even hearing, watching faces sing, come the long expected Jesus, born to set thy people free from our fears and our sins, release us, let us find our rest in thee, Israel's hope and consolation. 
joy of all the earth there. And you can almost match every line of that to a different face in the audience each night. It's the power it's the power of singing and of music that simple words can't just can't do by themselves. Amen. Amen. Well we're excited about the show and glad to have you on here. Enjoy your date night. What's on the menu? Anything special? French sure. restaurant you said? Well yeah my my wife's getting a rotisserie chicken. She <laughs> she's gonna go for that. I'm probably gonna go for I'm probably gonna go for fish. But sometimes she makes me order the steak free so she can have some of those too. So it'll be whatever she wants. But it's um it's our friends' restaurant. We just we go there every year. We, we Chris and I love traditions, you know. We love to. Yeah. Honestly, we love to be able to sit down together and 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 give thanks for you know what the Lord has done in the last year. And I think it's important both to eat with Thanksgiving and to sing with Thanksgiving and to live with Thanksgiving and, and to celebrate our families with Thanksgiving. That's Keith Getty, who we had on the program. He's written and his wife uh, Kristen have written many. Modern hymns that churches around the world have sung. See, that's, the, that's the job of a good husband right there, to order his meals so that his wife can share it. Also to clean up all the meals his kids don't eat. Kind of put it all together there, and then maybe you still get to eat a little bit of what you want to have. Serving God in different ways. It takes different forms. We're going to take a, our final break, and then we'll uh, give you another clip or two before we end our program today. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, a little bit of a retrospective of the past six months. AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Four fifty-five AM five sixty WFIL WFIL.com. You know, it's been that kind of day where the snow and the rain and the freezing rain and all that are kind of thrown a wrench in everybody's day. And you know, most folks maybe off school, off work, early dismissal, late start, whatever it might be. So today we're just pausing and thinking and reflecting and enjoying uh, where this program has been the past six months. And Lord willing, we're, we'll continue to go. And I'm just thinking, Joe, we, we should probably play a Christmas song. I, want, I have more clips I can play, but I think we should slip in the Christmas song or, or winter-type music. We have a Dean Martin one queued up, don't we? And With Frank Sinatra? All right, let's do that one. We'll slip in. This is from the Dean Martin Christmas special, 1967. It's a marshmallow world in the winter. When the snow comes to cover the ground Well, it's a time for play It's a whipping day I wait for it to hold you around Those are marshmallow clouds being friendly In the arms of the evergreen tree And the sun is red like a pumpkin head It's shining so your nose won't freeze all the world is your snowball, see how it grows, and that's how it goes whenever it snows. The world is your snowball just for a song, so get out and to push it along. Yeah, it's a young, yummy world made for sweethearts. You take a walk with your favorite girl. It's a sugar day, what a spring is late. In the winter, it's a marshmallow world. It's a marshmallow world in the winter. Well, it's a time for play. It's a whipped cream day. I wait for it the whole year round. Those are marshmallow clouds being friendly in the arms of the evergreen And the sun is red like this pumpkin head. It shines so your nose won't freeze. All the world is your snowball. See how it was. 
That's how it goes Whenever it snows The world is your snowball Just for a song Get out and roll it along It's a yum, yummy world Made for sweethearts Take a while for your favorite girl It's a sugar day What if spring is late In winter it's a marshmallow world Minus six months old when that song was performed by Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra on Dean Martin Christmas Special, December 1967. Slipping that in in honor of the snow. We're enjoying it. It's a marshmallow world. We're just about done the program. Thank you for tuning in. We had the privilege of listening in and just uh, taking time to hear some clips from the past six months. Gary G. Cobb, uh, Phillies manager Gabe Kapler. We had Dave Peterson from Browner Chevrolet. We had... Uh, Phil and Miss Kay Robertson from Duck Dynasty, uh, Keith and uh, Kristen Getty, the singer-songwriter, uh, Modern Worship Hymns, and others. You know, and I've got a number of other clips I didn't get a chance to jump into. Be reminded and encouraged to check out the podcast. The full shows since September are available to you at WFIL.com, and you can just uh, kind of go in reverse order. The newest one is on top, WFIL.com. On the, on the top there just has the word podcast. You can drop down menu. There's the Tim DeMoss show. There are also all the other wonderful uh, podcasts for ministries on the radio station. You're welcome to listen to and, and enjoy at your convenience. Uh, wrap things up for now. Turn it over to Jim Maxim, Max 413 Ministries. He'll lead in prayer next. Have a wonderful evening. Please drive safely. Lord, we will chat with you again tomorrow. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.